What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Rage to bring y'all something new, something we like to call the Yards of Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Making these flips. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Rich? Hey, I'm doing good, but are we ever going to have a 25-point lead this year? That's the question, man. I mean, we, we had our moments. They, they <laughs> seem to have faded far from that uh, to this point. Um, so last night, we, we had Monday Night Football in New Orleans, which is primetime games in new orleans is always a special occasion for for saints fans but yeah. last night didn't quite go our way uh we didn't talk last week but even if we did i'm quite sure what we said about going into this game would have been completely different by the time we saw who was actually yep. able to line <laughs> up for us last night um I don't even think it's going to take us long to get through this one. I honestly, gameplay wise, I don't even have anything to speak on um, outside of how bad the offensive line was last night. Um, you had Eric McCoy and Cesar Ruiz out there, but everybody else were backups or backups to backups. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and like the only, so really, that's my only takeaway from the game was even with all the COVID. Um, the COVID, I don't even, can't call it injuries, but the people we had out due to COVID, yeah. even with all of that, I feel like every every spot on our team was still pretty decent. Especially yeah. defense, defense was still strong. Defense still yeah. came out there without Demario Davis, without Malcolm Jenkins, uh, and all the other guys that they were missing and still played as well as yeah. they could have played in that position. Yeah. We gave up, what, um, one touchdown? On, on uh defense, the other one came uh, as a pick six. So yep. we only gave up one, one touchdown. Ball one. Yeah, one. Yeah, one. the other one came off the pick yeah. six. Yeah. Um, so the defense played lights out. And nothing about the offense, Ian Book, the wide receivers, Alvin Kamara, none of that can even be assessed fairly because of how bad the offensive line was. So – yeah. 20, 20, 20 to three is I'm shocked that that was even able to be the score with what we put out there last night. Yeah, and I'll pick up where you left off. It all started with the 13, uh, I'm sorry, what, 15 players or so that we were missing. 22. 22, 22 players. I know 15 was due to uh, the COVID. 22 due to COVID. 20, all 22 was? Yep. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's damn near half of a team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll just start there. And you mix that in with injuries that we already have, players that's lost for the season. And you touched on how bad the O-line was. I mean, man, we we sent that text out early, like first yeah. quarter. Like, O-line is horrible. And Cesar Ruiz was out there, but he might as well had his backup out there the way he yeah. was playing. Um, wasn't a good day uh, for that O-line and Saints in general. We, we, it's crazy how sometimes we'll get the same conclusion, but we go different routes on getting it for us when we discuss Sanks. But you nailed it, man. It's, it's unfair to judge Ian Book or anyone else that was out there because the line was so bad. It was yeah. times when Miami, uh, they pretty much uh, faked the casino blitz, you know, yeah. snapped the ball, eight drop back, and those three guys were able to, to, to break in. So Immediately. Uh, yeah, so it, it just wasn't a fair uh, game for Ian Book with his first time. Uh, getting under center for us. Yeah, and that's that. I mean, that's we can we can book this one as the Saints COVID game of the year because we had the game 
earlier this year when we went to Carolina, but we went without some coaches. <clears throat> this was a totally different ball game, uh, being down 22 players. Uh, yeah. Like you said, on top of the injuries that we already had, like Teron Armstead didn't play last night. He wasn't on the COVID list. He's just still yeah. uh, injured. Um, so, yeah, wasn't wasn't much to take from that at all, uh, except for, man, that defense is great. Like, that's... <laughs> that's a lot of takeaways from defense. A lot of yeah. takeaways. You had Cam Jordan with two sacks. Yeah. Davenport got a sack. Lattimore got a, got a long interception uh, to, to try to give a spark, but Ultimately, when you're missing that many guys and uh, three start you know, uh, offensive linemen in book limited time with the with the receivers we do yeah. have, yeah. <laughs> with the ones we do have, he had limited time with. So, yeah, man, that that equals a bad night for who that nation. Yeah, and I mean, we dropped to to seven and eight. Um, playoff hope still alive, just because the rest of the people out down there at the bottom are bad too. They stink. Yeah. Everybody lost too. Uh, this week, except for um, Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, the good thing is it was a COVID game, so those 22 players should be back for next sun- for Sunday's game. Um, and then, once again, you're still looking at Israel Ramchick ready to go, even when he gets off the COVID list and his arms still going to be ready to go. But, like I say, wasn't too much to take away from yesterday's game. Uh, yeah, we can <laughs> we can move on from that one quickly. Yes. Sir. Um, uh, one interesting, there was a, a couple interesting things for, uh, that I did see while watching that last night, um, like the twenty-two players on the COVID list. But the fact that we've had fifty-seven different starters this season. Jeez, that's so <laughs> so unlike New Orleans, right? I like it. I think they said that's the most in the NFL ever. Fifty-seven mm-hmm. different starters uh, this season, and of course, we in a different time now with COVID taking away players week by week uh, as well. But yeah, man, that that was that's insane. Um, so let's look at look at some other games from the week. Games that were much better than what ours was last night. <laughs> um, what do you want to start? Let's start with um, Coach Cardinals. That was Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts ended up getting a, a, a big win, honestly. I'm, both teams really needed to win because the Cardinals have been <laughs> they've been they've been squeaking they've been squeaking wins out, but it hasn't looked good. And every mm-hmm. time you look up, you looking like, ah, are they going? Are they the team we thought they were? Yeah, um, six yeah. games into the season. Uh, so, what did you what did you think about that one? It's crazy that we're saying this the same way, man. This is very unusual for us. I was just talking to someone, and I said, you know, I was really expecting the Cardinals to come down, put their foot down against the Colts defense that, you know, even last year was pretty tough. This year, I like them so much better. They seem even better this year than they were last year. Um, And I said, I was looking for Kyler Murray and company to come out and make a statement, kind of get back in, you know, to that groove they were in offensively before they start losing players. Uh, But... The person who I was talking about, they made a comment about the Cardinals missing J.J. Watt, uh, which was, you know, he was supposed to be a big part of their defense. And they even went time without uh, Chandler Jones. And he was saying, you know, give them time, basically. And I'm like, look, it's playoff time. But uh, I like the approach that the Colts took, man. They kept everything in front of Arizona. 
everything. Like, Carlo, sure, you can use your legs, but we're not yeah. going to do anything foolish to have, you know, everyone in man coverage turn our back on you and you take off. If you get them, you're going to have to earn these rushing yards. If y'all do score touchdowns, y'all have to go to length of the field. The coach defense gave up nothing cheap, nothing deep. They made him drop back, go through his progressions, make the correct read, and they live with the result. And I, I honestly liked it. Um, the, the Cardinals just, without DeAndre Hopkins, this is how I feel, without DeAndre Hopkins and they were out who Chandler, uh, James Conner, uh, that yeah, game, they probably didn't play. Yeah, James Conner has been a, huge, he's been a huge uh, addition to their offense this year with the two-head uh, monster they have that running back. Two guys that that normally don't, you know, beat up the inside uh, running game, but they catch a lot of balls. Until yeah. they get DeAndre Hopkins back, it's hard for me to to have faith in the Cardinals. Um, I, I just don't see them threatening anyone on the outsides uh, with the receivers they do have. And uh, Carson Wentz is playing off of Jonathan Taylor back right now. That's running back in the lead with uh, you-know-who hurt. But uh, they're not asking Wentz to go out there and win games. He's doing a great job being accurate with the football, and the Colts are riding that defense in the running game. And that's what's been disappointing to me about Arizona. It's like I know you said, you know, without J.J. Watt, without Chandler Jones, but their defense hasn't ever been a concern for me at this point during the season. It's never been, oh, what are they going to be able to do defensively? It's their offense. Uh, we see it with Cincinnati sometimes. You got all this talent on offense. I was looking at Arizona coming into this season. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins hurt. Cool, but they still got A.J. Green, which we didn't know what we were going to see from exactly. him, but he had a good season. Uh, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. You got Edmonds. You got Connor. So even if you don't have one, you have the other. You add Zach Ertz. Your offense, should still you should still be able to move the football on offense. I don't, I don't see a reason why they shouldn't be. Um, it's strange that they went out there and threw the football 40-plus times with Colin Murray that game. I don't really understand that, but it's the offense and not being able to get into a rhythm and sustain it, even with DeAndre Hopkins, that's been weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expect them to still be able to have a flowing offense, uh, even without you, you know, their number one receiver, especially when they have, like I say, uh, Zach Ertz, um, Connor, Edmonds, Edmonds, you see what he can do receiving out of the backfield, so... That's been that's been the thing that's been strange to me. The Colts, like you say, we're going to ride Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz, just don't mess this up for us. Similar to what Tennessee has been doing the past mm-hmm. three years with Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Look, we're going to run Derrick Henry. We're going to run Jonathan Taylor. When we when you do need to throw the ball, please don't mess this up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see Michael Pittman coming along strong week after week and T.Y. Hilton being back has given him another security blanket there. So, yeah. Uh, Arizona, if their offense can't, if they can't do anything on offense, they're not, they're not beating anybody. Uh, and now, I, they, now they fall into second in that division, which once again, we get on here every week and talk so about huge. that division, and yeah. they lost their lead in that division. Yeah, and, and real quickly, I think it's clear, like I, I heard you mention a couple times the, the emergence of Michael Pittman. I think it's, it's safe to say that he's the number one on that team now. Like, wins definitely feel comfortable throwing him the ball. He even give him some shots at some deep 50-50 balls. So uh, I think they, they feel like they found their guy. In but they have no choice because T.Y. Hilton <laughs> been up and down all season. He's played. Been hurt. Yeah, he's, been, he's hurt. been hurt more games than he's been able to play. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so, I mean, we basically see that one the same, too, that situation. The Cardinals got two weeks to try to get it together. I mean, they made the playoffs. They in already, but Until now you're looking get... at a road game instead of being at home yeah. and – 
I just can't until they can get D Hop. I think that offense can flow at times, but until they get D Hop, that offense can't be uh, explosive to me. Um, yeah. To me, they don't they don't have any fear without without DeAndre Hopkins being out there. And then that means they can't do anything, in my opinion, because you telling me if a team goes out there and just sets their mind on taking D Hop away, what the rest of your offense gonna do that's when you're going up against the Jalen Ramsey? What you gonna do? Yeah, you know, that, that's basically what it comes down. <laughs> so yeah, they done then if that's the case. What <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like to uh, touch on, I know it's a team that you've been kind of big on, uh, of the Bengals, a team who you kind of just spoke about making reference to. Uh, they had a game against the Ravens where they de- defeated the Ravens in dramatic fashion. Uh, how-, how did you see that one? Once again, if there's any team that has sustained the amount of injuries and COVID issues and stuff like that, as the Saints has been the Baltimore Ravens, they started their season out banged up. Corners going down, running backs going down. It's Man. continued all throughout this season. It seems like the only person that can stay healthy is Mark Andrews. Um, <laughs> outside, I, I mean, they, they went into this game with a third-string quarterback mm-hmm. uh, who I didn't know was still in the league, if we're being completely honest. I didn't know Josh Johnson was still running <laughs> around here. But they went into that game with a game plan that was – Let's keep him safe a little bit, but we he's a veteran. He's been doing sure. this. We can we sure. can trust him a good bit. And you mm-hmm. they let him throw the football 40 times. He had 300 yards. He only threw one interception, only got sacked once. Mm-hmm. So when you when you when you're just looking at the stats, you're saying, well, where where did it go wrong in this football game? If Mark Andrews is the only Mark Andrews is the only consistent in Baltimore. So when it comes to these other receivers, the Hollywood Browns, the Sammy, I forgot Sammy Watkins was even still there until Sunday. Um, you, you're fishing for people to try to, you know, and just like in New Orleans, we see it. It's a different receiver every week that's trying to get force fed but can't make plays. You're not making plays. Most of those 300 yards, I'm quite sure, came in, you know, trash time. Yeah. By, by that time, I had turned the game off and – you know, it was just red zone popping up every 50 seconds because <laughs> Joe Burrow was throwing 60-yard bombs every, t- every time he got the football. The Bengals' offense, should they look – should they should he be out there throwing for 500 yards a game, every game? No, that's not realistic. But that's closer to what I expect them to be than what they have shown sometime this season, just like we just talked about with Arizona. They've been really inconsistent. When you go out there and you see the Bengals end up in a 16-13 victory, and you're like, well, what happened? Like, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You got Joe Mixon in the backfield. You're using both of your tight ends effectively. Yep. And Joe Burrow is, a, you know, for what it's worth, he's a mobile quarterback. So he's not just standing in the pocket, you know, and if, you know, if things break down, he can't go anywhere. Um, but what I saw from the Bengals Sunday is what I expect to see from them every week to some degree. And it's sad that it took them to – this is the second time they did it to – they did it to them earlier this year in the same fashion, you, you know, know a healthy team. little payback from last year. That's all it is. Yeah, they so – it <laughs> So, it's, I mean, I can't – I guess Baltimore's defense is Baltimore's defense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I it was what it was. But offensively, I can't take anything away from Baltimore just like I couldn't from New Orleans. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy that you say we saw this game the same way again. It's getting scary. Uh, You said you couldn't figure, you couldn't put your finger on it. Like you saw him completing balls earlier. You saw them moving the chains, but it wasn't resulting in nothing. And the only thing I could point the finger to was they made no attempt to run the ball. 
Like, they didn't even try to find a creative way to throw the ball. Uh, I'm sorry to run the ball. And I, yeah. I feel like that's when they kind of went down, when they showed Cincinnati their hand early. Like, look, we just basically come out here and saying we're not going to run a football. It's going to be pass, 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 drop back after drop back. And I kind of think that's where they kind of made their mistakes. Uh, they were kind of able to key in on the outsides and say, all right, well, look, we're going to force everything underneath and we're just going to make the tackle. That's why you've seen the tight end, Mark Andrews, with so many catches, so many yeah. targets, yet again, because they were like, yo, we're going to allow this three yard. We're going to allow this five yard, but we're going to make this tackle afterwards. Uh, Josh Johnson played it safe. He played a conservative game for the most yeah. part. And, it, you know, every time you gave the ball to, to Cincinnati, it's bombs, it's bombs over your head. Touchdown. Yeah. So yeah. then you get the ball back again. You're conservative. They force a stop. They get the ball touchdown. <laughs> so it just was a, a game plan we never saw really take off because of how great that Bengals offense was. Uh, all the guys that you talked about, uh, T. Higgins, 12 catches, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, seven catches, 125. Tyler Boyd, three catches for 85 yards. Uh, Joe Burrow on the day was 37 for 46, 525 yards, four touchdowns. If you had him in fantasy, congratulations. You're moving on to the next round if you were in the playoffs. Um, so it just was a great day. Joe Mixon, you know, he had a quiet day. But yeah, he still scored the touchdown. So yeah. everybody got in on the action. And of I, course, didn't didn't Mixon go over hundred? I don't think so. I thought he went over hundred too. I, I, I don't yeah, think so. It was because I know they pulled him uh, kind of late. He was he was out there sharing snaps uh, later. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we saw Trey Hendrickson uh, record a sack, a former Saint, and also a former New Orleans Saint. Von Bell had a INT in that game, so. Little, uh, I, saw, uh, I saw a stat about him, too, uh, Hendrickson. I want to say they say he's recorded he, half a sack for, like, the 17, games, 18 straight games. Yeah, it's something it's crazy. Like crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's the NFL mm-hmm. record. Like, it's the yep. longest streak. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, man, that's that's good to see. Because, like I say, I – The same production he out. gave – same, yeah. I'm sorry, same production he gave us last year. He's doing the same thing this year with Cincinnati. 100%. And once again, we talked about it in the offseason. Do you franchise tag him or do you try to find the money for him? And I was like, man, for that price tag, I'm not willing to bet mm-hmm. on it. But I'm glad to see that he's actually able to, you know, keep up that production. Definitely. Uh, another game to look at, Buffalo, New England. Buffalo went into New England and got a 33-21 victory. It was closer than what it was. Well, at times. <laughs> at, at, times it, at times it felt like it was worse than 33-21, and at times it felt like it was closer than 33-21. Um, but Josh Allen had it going early. Um, yeah, <laughs> he he had it going early. And once again, it's, it's one of those situations to where you look at it and you say, okay, what did his number one receiver do? And then you say, okay, well, Stephon Diggs, he has seven catches for 85 yards. Okay, what about the what about the supporting cast? And then you got Isaiah McKenzie with eleven catches and one hundred and twenty five yards, and you're like, oh, that's where they won the game, because because <laughs> you tell, look, we all know who the number one is, we know who all the eyes gonna be on, and he still mm-hmm. went out there and had seven catches, eighty five yards, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if you give me somebody else who's gonna go out there and get over hundred yards and a touchdown as well, then you in trouble. Um, and we're we talking about a New England defense who everybody, I mean, we're all real big on that secondary, J.C. Jackson, McCordy, uh, all those guys that back there that's played, you know, lights out this season. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen was able to go out there and 
do what he wanted to, honestly. Um, rushing the football, he had 64 rushing yards on top of a 300-yard passing game, no turnovers. Yep. You're usually not going to lose if that's the case. And on the other side of the football, Buffalo's defense was able to really minimize what it is that they wanted to do on offense. Mac Jones didn't go out there and have a horrible game, but they kept everything. Like you said, they kept everything in front. Y'all going to take these niggas and downs will be given to y'all. But y'all not about to get anything deep. You're not about to, you know, get anything behind us or anything like that and kept him to a very a very low-scoring game. I want to say both of his turnovers came in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Harris, he went over 100 yards. But once again, we give 18 carries, so five yards a carry. He had all three of their touchdowns. Yep. Okay, cool. But you're not about to you're not about to break off these long runs on us. Mm-hmm. You're not about to, you know, get behind us. So Buffalo did a really good job. Uh, I'm more impressed uh, with what they did offensively, honestly, against that New England defense than what they did um, defensively. But yeah, that was that was a game they really needed uh, to to stay in that NFC East uh, number one race. Yeah, and and every time they play, this is a game that is much must watch TV for me. Um, Josh Allen was a quarterback I was pretty big on when I first started reading up on him. Of course, you see the guy 6'5", uh, 235, 40 pounds, and he can move, and he got a super strong going. Got to see him in action, right? So uh, New England, to me, is the measuring, the measuring stick for Josh Allen. That's, that's kind of like what I judge him by. Last two years, uh, he's played New England great. I know he lost a sloppy game this year that was played in the snow. But New England only threw the ball, I think, three times, two or three times, and they got the win. Um, but other than that, Josh Allen, uh, the last couple of years, have been on fire against New England, although they've had great defenses. Um, and you kind of touched on it. Um, you know, Diggs, he didn't have a great game, but seven, eight catches, like you said, 85 yards in the touchdown. I feel like New England was completely comfortable with that stat line coming in the game. Yeah. Saying he can have that, and yet we can still win because they have nowhere else to go with the football. Well, like we spoke of, Isaiah McKenzie kind of went crazy. 11 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Now, he was doing all the dirty work for us, making the chains move and all that good stuff. To me, the difference is the game uh, when they needed a first down, Josh Allen was able to use his legs, or that's when he did turn to Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to complete the ball on third down. But uh, New England showed nothing offensively. They were super flat. It looked like the Saints, pretty much. Not like a whole lot of short passes, and when I say short, I really mean short. Uh, nothing threatening on the outsides whatsoever. Like, a lot of times he was under pressure, got some throwaways, but even, like, on a, on a replay, no one was open downfield. They had nothing threatening on the outsides. And, um, you know, that defense was able just to uh, minimize the field on them and a couple bad throws, a couple bad reads. He, I think Michael, uh, Michael, uh, what's his name? Hyde, the safety, he had two. Yeah, Michael Hyde, yeah. So uh, this was a bad game uh, for New England. And that's and that's and that's what you look at when you when you look at an offense like the Patriots offense who has a good running back, but your best receiver are your tight ends. Mm-hmm. So you know, once you okay, well, what happens when uh Tredavious White come down on Hunter Henry and says, Look, I'm I'm not letting Hunter Henry do anything today. Well, you gotta go to these other guys, the Nelson Aguilars and the Kendrick mm-hmm. Bournes and the Jacoby Myers of the game of the yep. of the world who show to be inconsistent. One mm-hmm. week they might go out there and get you seven for eighty-five and a touchdown, and another week they'll have three drops. Yep. And you're looking like, well, damn, you know, I can't get no help out here. So that 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 was one of those games. Um, 
and that win tightens up that NFC East race. We know that the Patriots defense finished without a INT or a sack that game, but I saw in the third quarter where they didn't even get a hurry on Josh Allen, and we were in yeah. the third quarter. It was that yeah. bad. Um. Okay, so let's let's look at what is now the playoff picture. Sixteen weeks in, bro. This this season has flown by. <laughs> um, but we sixteen weeks in. Um, that a we talked about it last time we was on how crowded that uh, AFC and NFC picture yeah. is when it comes to those last two spots. Mm-hmm. Um, you got New England sitting at nine and six in the AFC, Raiders at eight and seven. But then you got Dolphins, Chargers, Ravens also at eight and seven. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh at seven, seven and one. And yeah. in the NFC, it's the same thing. You got 49ers and the Eagles at eight and seven. And then you got Vikings, Falcons, Saints, seven and eight, Washington, six and nine. Um, but as things stand right now, we'd be looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers with the bye weeks. Um, right. And then in the AFC, you'd have Titans taking on the Raiders. Uh, the Bengals, Patriots, and then the Bills and the Colts. Gotcha. Uh, and then NFC, you got Rams, Eagles, Buccaneers, 49ers, Cowboys, Cardinals. Um, dang, just reading that off, those NFC matchups <laughs> aren't close to me. Like, <laughs> I, I was just reading the Rams, Eagles, that should be a blowout. Right. The Bucks and the 49ers, that uh, blowout. Because it depends on how healthy you Tampa Bay is going to be. I don't think San Francisco will be able to run the ball against Tampa. So really, yeah, but I don't. I don't have any confidence in Tampa Bay's offense against a decent defense right now. Even with Antonio Um, Brown back. Even with Antonio Brown back, if Mike, I mean, if Mike Evans is out there, then that makes all the difference to me. Okay, if you're telling me it's Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, and Scotty Miller, then no, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so and then Cowboys Cardinals. We just talked about the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what they haven't been able to do on offense, and we know what Dallas's defense is. They 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 ball hawks. They're out there just trying to force turnovers. They they trying to get, yeah. And you know now they're getting to the quarterback more effectively. Um, with a healthy D line, Parsons was doing it alone, but now Lawrence has come yeah, on strong. What a game he uh, had. Randy Gregory has come on strong. So all those guys. Um, so man, looking at what is projected to be the first round matchups of. The NFC playoffs, I don't even see. I don't even see a close matchup within that. That's crazy. AFC-wise, that's a bit different. You got Tennessee uh, and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You got the Bengals and the Patriots, Bills and the Colts. Now, Bengals, Patriots, Bills, Colts, though, that's, that's, that should be classics right there. Mm-hmm. When you look at, especially, once again, we just touched on a lot of these teams. We just touched on the Bills and the Colts and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, Bills, Coach Bengals. We test. Uh, we didn't touch on the Titans, um, but Tennessee. Once again, we wondered what they were going to be going into um, after losing Derrick Henry, and they've had their ups and downs, especially when Julio Jones can't seem to stay healthy. AJ Brown just came back. He had a phenomenal game Thursday mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. Um, which is what I know you way bigger on AJ Brown than I am. You were t- mm-hmm. you were. Telling me last year, look, AJ Brown is he that dude, mm-hmm. and this year has just been a bad one for him. But if if they can feed him the way that they were able to feed him Thursday, that makes Tennessee a a, a different threat uh, on offense. 
Um, but how do you how do you like those matchups uh, looking at at that playoff picture in the AFC? AFC, which game you want to start with? Let's start. Let's do. Let's do Bills Colts. I feel like that might be the most interesting one right there. Three, the the four or five matchup, Bills Colts. Bills Colts. Uh, I think that's a game where home field will play like a huge role. Like whoever's hosting that game, like have all the momentum leading up to it. Uh, however, although I like the Colts, you know we both are bigger than most uh, NFL fans okay. on Carson Wentz. Um, even though Carson Wentz is having great numbers, I still feel like he has yet to get to that level he was playing at in Philly before the end. Um, like we said earlier, all defense and all Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Bills have a pretty good defense. They have a pretty solid unit. Um, I feel like, of course, they're going to try their best to contain Jonathan Taylor and, and make Carson Wentz throw the football as many times as he possibly can. If you can get Carson Wentz to throw the ball 30 times, it has to result in at least one turnover. That's how you got the feel if you buffalo. Yeah. And the way Josh Allen has been playing kind of up or down, we know the great game he just had. Maybe he stays hot, you know, his playoff time. I'm, I would have to put my money on the Bills, uh, knowing that they have just as good of a defense as the Colts. But to me, their offense is better because of the, the quarterback capabilities. Yeah. So whether the Buffalo is hosting or visiting, uh, I would take Buffalo to win that game against the Colts. Yeah, right now they would be the home team. Um, but I, I 100% agree with you. Once again, if they take the same philosophy they just took into New England to go play somebody like the Colts where Jonathan Taylor go get 100 yards, we're going to live with that. But when it comes to this passing game, y'all not getting nothing. And right. Carson Wentz, like you say, the more Carson Wentz throw it, the more likely he, he is to turn the football over. Mm -hmm. uh, you were generous. You said one. He throw the football 30 times, you're going to get two turnovers about him. At <laughs> least. It, <laughs> at least you're going to get two of them about of them. So I'm with you. Buffalo uh, definitely would have to be favored in that matchup. I, I would definitely roll with them. Um, Bengals Patriots. The Patriots going to, to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, how would you see that one playing out? Because that's that's a that's one of those great offense against a great defense matchup right there. Yeah, that one may be a little bit closer, but I think at the end of the day, um, I'm just not sure if New England has the offense to back up that defense, yeah. uh, especially during playoff time. One thing I do like about Bill Belichick is uh, he throws everything at at young quarterbacks. If you are a rookie or two, three year guy, you're gonna see everything from from New, uh, from Bill Belichick. He's gonna make it as difficult as possible uh, for you to move the ball. Uh, Jamal Chase is a true number one already to me in football. We spoke about the other weapons that they have in Boyd and, and Higgins, and then we always forget about Joe Mixon to me, who's having a pretty solid year. Yes. It's just that you know Joe Burrow is just like you know the spotlight or whatever. So uh, Cincinnati can play defense when they when they want to, but yeah. I, I think they have just enough to keep the game close, even in a close game. And uh, I think the Bengals' offense would be the difference of that game. So I would have to go against Bill and take Cincinnati. So it it, it definitely matters to me how the Bengals finish out this season because we just talked about how offensively they seem to be <clears throat> inconsistent at times this season. So if you're telling me, okay, Burrow just went out there and had an amazing 500-yard game, and then in week 17 he went out there and they barely put up 16 points, that concerns me. Because mm -hmm. then, I'm, then I'm saying, well, that means y'all either getting in y'all own heads 
or there's a scheme out there that can stop. And if there's a scheme out there that can stop them, Bill coming into that game with that scheme and is going to play it to perfection. Pressure. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think right now I think I would take the Patriots. Man, that defense is going to travel. Damian Harris is a true you know a true number one back who's out here getting a hundred yards a game at this point when he's healthy. Um, I can man, I can easily bet on the Bengals having an a explosive offensive game. I can bet on that as much as betting on them going out there and laying the dud. So yeah, I feel uh, you. Yeah, it's, so it really depends on me. It really depends on how they go and, you know, take these last two games and go into the playoffs. But right now, I just have to roll with the Patriots. Gotcha. Uh, the last one in the AFC right now is Tennessee Titans against the Las Vegas Raiders, which is a very odd one to me. Uh, for one, because once again, we didn't know what was going to uh, happen with Tennessee after they lost Derrick Henry. They were the number one seed uh, by a few games. Now they're, they they falling only to number two, which is probably a shock to a lot of people that they're even there. And Vegas, man, with with all they've gone through this season, somehow they are still they are still scratching the clawing to get into the playoffs. Um, so they'd be traveling to Tennessee. How do you see that one going, man? So I'm I'm gonna start by saying this. You know how every year you kind of got a team that's kind of your dark horse that you kind of pulling for on the, on the, on yeah. the low side. That's been the Raiders for me, but they let me down, man. They got up to a, a, a pretty good start. I'm like, yeah. do it. I know you know it. Then they kind of went down their hole. Uh, and now they're climbing right back out of it. Um, Jacobs, man, when he's running the ball the way he ran the ball uh, Sunday, I mean, they just hard to beat, man. When yeah. you're getting the offensive line being that aggressive and they forcing him to rock, only good things going to happen. But then we know they can kind of go right back and say, all right, forget about this running game. Kenyon Drake hurt, whatever the case is. We're going to add this thing out, and plus we're going to be conservative like they like they did against KC and a couple other teams this year, and they get their head beat in. So um, the Titans, one thing that they've showed me is that even moving forward without Derrick Henry, they're still tough out in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, they still play yeah. their style of football, which is a lot of play action, a lot of QB rollouts. Uh, Tannehill hasn't really gave, given games away. Uh, although he still hasn't been as good as he was last year. Uh, I, I would have to bet on Tennessee being a playoff team last year, uh, veteran quarterback, um, you know, uh, a pretty gutsy head coach. Um, I would have to rely on all that good stuff and uh, take them over the Raiders uh, if they do meet up in the playoffs. This is another tough one. Um, because they, they're used to playing close games as well. Because Tennessee, um, once again, no Derrick Henry. Um, so they've been cycling through running backs. I mean, at one time we saw Adrian Peterson out there. Uh, now it seems like they're like they rolling. They're, they're good with Deontay Foreman, but he's still not a you know true number one back in the NFL. Um, and then, once again, what, reci- what receivers are going to be out there? Is it going to be Julio and A.J. Brown? Is it going to be Jeff Julio? Is it just going to be A.J. Brown? Is it going to be neither of them? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if those guys are out there, we've seen them out there together and healthy for some games this season to where still nothing, you know, sure. even when Derrick Henry was there, which when we looked at that and said, man, if Derrick Henry's healthy and those two guys are healthy, you're not going to be able Lights to stop out. this offense. Yep. They were stopped every time they went out. <laughs> so <laughs> the Raiders to me, 
I like Derek Carr more than I like Ryan Tannehill as a decision maker with the football. Okay. Um, if Darren Waller is playing, is is going to play, if he's out there, uh, I don't know how Tennessee can really match up with him particularly. He hasn't been out there in quite some time, though. He, he hasn't been out there. I know that from what I saw, he's projected to play this week, but we'll see. I, I don't even know exactly what his injury is. That man um, been projected to play the last, I'm going to say like three weeks or something crazy like that. Which they make me feel like they just trying to protect him. Like, like they, I said, I don't know exactly what the injury is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could just be trying to protect them. Look, let's not worsen it. We still in a good position to get into the playoffs. Let's, you know, keep it in. Um, but if he plays, that's a tough matchup for that Tennessee defense. Um, and like you say, Josh Jacobs, right? That's that's one guy that's honestly disappointed me over his career to this point. Really? Just because once it, it's inconsistency. It's it's the same thing. Like he's never and honestly, part of it, I don't even think it's his fault. I think it was a lot of what John Gruden wanted to do that wasn't really, you know, involving him as much as it should have been. So maybe that's part of it, and maybe he's going to be able to turn the corner now. But like you said, if Josh Jacobs is going to run the football like he had, you know, last weekend at times this season, then that's that's going to be too much for Tennessee, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so at this moment, like I say, not knowing what's going on with Julio and A.J. Brown, I know they say they want Derrick Henry to get back. I don't think he'd be back for Wild Card Weekend. No. Um, I know they say they want to, They think he'll be back for the playoffs, but I don't think it'd be Wild Card Weekend. Um, so I'd have to go with the Raiders, honestly. Gotcha. Um, Rams-Eagles. The Eagles traveling to the Rams. I wanna, I, I, I'm just interested on how you feel about the Eagles in general at this point. Oh, they over to you. I feel like they overachieved slightly. Uh, once again, didn't know the situation with their O-line coming into this game. Miles Sanders, to me, is – into this season, I really wasn't impressed with a lot that he has done. And I feel like I, I'm starting to treat him like I'm treating Jalen Hurts. Like, it's not enough around you for me yeah. to fairly judge you. I mean, we got Elvin Kamara, one of the best running backs in the league. And if you base him on performance, he go out there, and a lot of times you don't even know if he's on the field. Yeah. So teams are going to key in on the little that the Eagles have as well. But for them to even compete with the Cowboys the last two years, load as that roster been, um, and now we're looking at a Philadelphia Eagles team that find themselves in the playoffs uh, if they started today, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I have to tip my hat off to them. Uh, all that being said, the Rams is the last team that they want to be playing right now. <laughs> uh uh, you have any questions about your O line or your O line is not proven? You do not want to see, you know, yeah. the Rams front four. We know what what they have in the secondary. Williams is to me is slowly becoming more of a household name. Um, he get tested so much because no one wants to go at at uh, Jalen Ramsey, and he holds his own. So um, to me, that's just a solid unit defensively already that can come into anybody stadium and say. It, we feel like we could hold him under 20. Yeah. So you mix that with the fact that Matthew Stafford probably put a couple couple tubs on your head. Um, to me, there's no way Philly can win that game. To me, just yeah, it's no has been on fire. Be still hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a lot going on. He spreads the ball around. I think the best thing they can ask for is Philly have one of them great games rushing the ball. Uh, we do know the Rams all week at the running back position, so. Maybe if they can get some of them crazy staff for turnovers and they can just pound the hell out the out the rock 
and those drives in and touchdowns and he milked the hell out the clock. You know, anything can happen. It is uh, football. But um, if I had to put money on it, I'm going Rams. The Rams is one team this season that's just just kind of like Tampa Bay was last year. When in Tampa Bay, for the most part, last year they avoided a lot of injuries, uh, so they were the healthiest team at the end. The Rams have been catching breaks, uh, two two particularly. One, they brought in Odell Beckham and lost yeah, Robert Woods. Robert yeah, they lost Robert Woods. You know, but okay, we we gonna be able to plug in Odell right there. Henderson got hurt again Sunday. Um, they sent him out for the rest of the year. They mm-hmm. say Cam Akers can probably go this week. So once again, which is who was projected to be their number one back this year to begin with. Oh, so he wasn't projected. He was. <laughs> Sony Sony Michelle has looked better than anybody thought he was going to, mm-hmm. as you know, with the Rams. And now you've been able to get Cam Akers back into the fold. Henderson should be back for the playoffs. Um. I'm with you. Like, I, there's nothing I like. Even for them to have a crazy rushing, Miles Sanders broke his hand. I don't know how long he's going to be out or if he's coming back at all this year. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, which every time I look up and look at Philadelphia, I'm like, dang, they do still play football. I forgot about those guys. <laughs> so, And they go out there and they have good performances, which to Philly's credit, I think they have a lot to do with their offensive line. Um they're passing all the the pass pass blocking of their offensive line isn't great, but it seems like their run blocking is what they're better at because they've had four running backs to go you know rush for a hundred yards you know in different games this year. Um, but there's there's nothing about there's nothing about the Philadelphia Eagles that I'm looking at and saying yes yeah, they do this they can they can end up winning. Uh, this game, Devontae Goddard is a player that I like a lot, but you know, once again, that Rams defense is—I don't even think that Jalen Rams is going to have to follow anybody because, you, like you said, I'm with you about Darius Williams. I like Darius Williams; he he holds his own. Um, so Devontae Smith, Goddard, uh, No Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts is a young a young quarterback who Aaron Donald and Von Miller are going to be. Itching to get at. I don't see a way for Philly to win that football game. Yeah. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers. I told you when I first ran down this list that it's a lot about health to me for the Buccaneers. I stood under that at the beginning of this year and said the Bucs not going to be able to avoid injuries like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's proven to be true. God went out for the year for Nets out. For at least the rest of the season, I think they they think they can get him back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is up and down with his hamstring. Mm-hmm. They probably uh, out. so there's there's a lot of things going. Their secondary has been hanged up all year. Devontae Davis out for the year too, right? Is I think so. I think he is. I think he is out for the year. Uh, once again, that secondary has been banged up all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I. But the 49ers, Jimmy G, uh, his hands messed up. They say he got a torn ligament in his thumb or something like that. Uh, so they'll they'll probably be forced to play Trey Lance over the next couple weeks. Um, if it was anybody, if it, <laughs> if it was an actual good team, in my opinion, I'd be taking them over the Buccaneers. But I, I Tom Brady at home. They still have decent weapons. Like I said, Mike Evans can play. That makes all the difference in the world. You know what A.B. can do when he's called on to be a number one. 
Gronk seems to be healthy. Cameron Bray seems to be healthy. Uh, Ronald Jones is healthy. Um, that's still too much uh, given to Tom Brady for a team like the 49ers, who hasn't. That's another defense who hasn't played as well as I thought they would this season uh, in the lines of, you know, Washington football team and their defense. Um, I still have to take Tampa Bay in that game. Uh, I think, um, like you said, you you don't even know for sure if the 49ers will be able to run against Tampa Bay. And they, they have all kind of running backs that they're going to throw at them. But just like the Saints, I like the Saints and the Bucks the same way in that manner. We're not going to let you run the football on us. Right. Uh, so what is your quarterback going to do? Just mm-hmm. like Carson Wentz, we know what it is with Jimmy Garoppolo. You let him throw the ball 30, 35 times, he's giving it away twice. Yep. So, <laughs> um, so, and you can't give the GOAT any extra opportunities because he's going he gonna to capitalize on them. So, I, once again, just like the Rams, uh, I would easily be picking Tampa Bay in that matchup. I, it doesn't make sense for me to add anything to what you just said. Um, that is exactly how I see it. Um, and I thought you were going to go there, but you didn't. You said <laughs> if this was a better team, right? Yeah. And I thought you were going to say if if it was a better quarterback, then maybe you would be taking, you know, this team. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that Tampa is weak in is, is the secondary. They got Carlton Davis back. He's finding his feet and all that good stuff, getting getting the rhythm back. But that, that secondary is still the weakest point of that team to me, yeah. not just the defense, but of the team. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to beat Tampa, you got to have a veteran quarterback uh, or someone that can get that can, you know, is a good pass of the football, someone who can kind of make that uh, defense pay for the things that they do and all yeah. that coverage. And that's not Jimmy G to me. On a good day, one of his great days, Jimmy G's capable of it. But I would just want a more proven uh, quarterback going yeah. against this Tampa Bay-led team, uh, especially if they get Leonard Fournette back. Now, I don't care if Mike Evans don't play. long as they got the secondary guys and A.B., and you're telling me I still got Gronk, I still have O.J. Howard, all the rest of these guys, cool. I'm I'm, I'm good with that, long as I got Leonard Fournette. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Tampa them all, all day long with no excuses, no hiccups, no nothing. Um, but, yeah, either way it go, I got Tampa Bay uh, winning this game. Got you. Um and, and for the record, I, I still give the 49ers a better chance with Jimmy Garoppolo than Trey Lance. Absolutely at this point. Absolutely. Um so the last matchup will be the Cowboys and the Cardinals, which out of those what's projected to be the first round matchups at this moment would be the best matchup in my opinion, would be the Cardinals going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Um how would you how, how do you see that one? I think this is the fairest matchup that we have right now in the NFC, yeah. just like you see it. Um, this can really be a high-scoring game, um, or it can be a blowout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way it go, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Um, I do have Dallas winning this game. We know um, what Dak can do when he's on target, when his throws is lining up, when he's not having an issue with his accuracy. Dak Prescott is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. It was so good, and I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I must say it was so good to see Amari Cooper kind of get back in rhythm, yeah. catching some balls and and doing what he do. I think long as they have him and CD and the rest of the guys healthy, uh, Dallas, you know, can score points on just about any defense in the league. We know that their defense, you know, they they get a lot of turnovers and they also can get to the quarterback with all those uh, speed rushes they got. Um, Kyler Murray can have a, a outstanding day and. This game, could, this thing could turn into a shootout. 
at the end of the day, I still trust Dallas's offense and Dallas's defense more than I trust uh, the Cardinals. So I will take Dallas to win this game either way. So I liken I liken the Cowboys to the Bengals, where I say, well, it depends on how their offense looks the last two weeks for me because the Cowboys have been in those same situations. They went out there and dropped fifty six on. Uh, Washington on Sunday mm-hmm. and have the potential to go out there next Sunday and 16-13 victory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and which is crazy because Dallas's defense has been more consistent throughout this season than their offense. And mm-hmm. nobody would have ever thought that going in. They have the talent. They have the quarterback. They have the number. They got two number one receivers. Uh, at least, like Michael Gallup is another guy who just doesn't get enough shot because of who the other two guys are. But um, Dalton Schultz has been showing up more and more. Like, they got so much on that offense. Um, They lost Pollard for a minute. He's already back. Zeke uh, is looking, you know, as fresh as he's been all season. Um, It's hard for me to pick against them just because even with the inconsistency of their offense, I trust their defense more than I trust Arizona's uh, at this point, and I still trust the offense more than I trust Arizona's at this point, unless Hopkins is going to be there, which we don't know at this point. Um, So, yeah, I'd be rolling with the Cowboys in in that instance as well. Nice. So I think we went opposite AFC. Um, Yeah, two games in the AFC. I don't think we went. We didn't go opposite in the NFC at all. How can you Uh, blame us? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, okay. So let's talk about. Dang, they can't know. So let's talk about the the draft. Uh, and well, the draft order specifically at this point because we still figuring that out. I told you Detroit was gonna mess around and win uh too many games to where they was gonna move up out of that number one spot. So they sitting at number two right now. But uh, I know you wanted to look at 11 through 15 uh, Mm -hmm. this week and how that would uh, play out. I'm not sure if it changed any from last night. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But we'll just roll what we we got. Uh, Forgive us if if it's not 100 percent accurate with um, the changes of uh, yesterday game result. So at 11 and 12, uh, you will have the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Eagles picking at 11 was actually from Miami. So uh, they have two picks at 11. Um, man, I want to – did they change from the last time we did this? Because I want to feel like they had one in the top 10 uh, the last time we went through this. So I, I feel so. like I gave them a pick already. Uh, but if so, it's fine. We're good. Um, back to back. Outside of the top ten, right outside of the top ten is a good position for Philly. Honestly, um, for some teams, I feel like it's bad when they get the top five pick because mm-hmm. it puts so much pressure on them to absolutely knock it. Like I gotta, I gotta, and they overthink it. They over, they pick people they shouldn't pick just because. Man, this is, uh-huh. this is uh, Kyle Pitts last year. This is. A once in a generation talent. I gotta take them, even though I don't need a tight end. Situations like that, which I don't knock Atlanta for doing, but you know, it, situations like that. So being right outside the top ten uh, is actually, I feel like, good for Philly to have back to back picks right there. Uh, to me, it's easy. One, you take 
the best receiver on the board, which is probably going to be Garrett Wilson uh, if he's going Drake London out of USC. Um, with the other pick, whichever you have graded higher, offensive lineman or cornerback or safety, because Kyle Hamilton, I know, is you said corner or quarter. I'm sorry, corner, corner, corner. corner. Okay. At this point, like like I say, it's it's fair. It's it's unfair to write off Jalen Hurts at this point just because of what he's been surrounded with, mm-hmm. and even with what he's been surrounded with, you've seen glimpses of okay, this is this is a guy we can roll with. So with him still being under his rookie contract for what two more years, yeah, you, I feel like you you gotta keep rolling with that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, cornerback or safety. Uh, cornerback safety slash lineman, whatever you have rated highest, whether it's Kyle Hamilton, one of these guards or tackles, you take that, and then you take a wide you take whoever your top wide receiver is that's remaining, whether it's uh Wilson or Drake London. I like both of those picks for for Philly. They can't go wrong there. Uh, moving in thirteen at the time, we had the Denver Broncos. Uh, we know this has been a unit led by the defense. They're on the board. What you got them taking? Quarterback. Quarterback. You got to take a quarterback right here. You 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 know the Drew Lock situation not gonna work. You knew that earlier this year when you brought in Teddy Bridgewater, uh-huh. uh, but you needed a bridge. So okay, mm-hmm. Teddy, come on, so we don't have to stroll Drew Lock out there for for the rest of the year. Um, so you move on from Drew Lock basically without even giving him a fair chance. He had a fair chance last season. He was at quarterback for most of the season last year. He was hurt. Hey. He was the quarterback for most of the season last year. Like, I, you, I, was he hurt Sunday? No. It looked hurt to me. So, so for him to be healthy, so for him to be healthy and out there looking like that, I don't think there's a chance for him. Not in Denver. I'm not going to say overall because situations help people be better. I don't think Denver is the place for him. Okay. There's a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk. I'm one of those believers that if Aaron Rodgers does, I think I think short of a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I think Denver would be a great situation for him. I'm just not ready to believe that he's actually sold on going there. So if they if he ends up in Denver, then of course they're not drafting a quarterback. I'm going to go off of him not going to Denver, and <clears throat> they draft a quarterback right here and try to try to find their future. Because it's not Teddy Bridgewater. We know that. Yeah, and no, not going Teddy, but we know what Teddy is, yeah. Yeah. Almost any time a quarterback that don't have a for sure thing at quarterback, a team, I'm sorry, take a quarterback is never a bad thing. Uh, yeah. Sliding in there 14. New Orleans. Uh, no, no other than receiver. Whoever, whoever, I don't care if we looking at Adam. I don't care if we look at, I don't care who draft board we're looking at. Mike Mayock. Uh, I don't care who draft board it is. Whatever wide receiver is at the top at number 14, come on down. We as soon as, as soon as soon as the sound go off, y'all just send that guy to the to the stage. We ain't got to send him no envelopes or none of that. I 14 is a is a great position for us, even though we know our mindset. We know we me even as a fan, try what you can to make the playoffs, even at this point. Like, but if we don't, we don't, you know, whatever. Um, 14, I don't feel like there's going to be three wide receivers going by 14. Okay. Now, one and two, Drake London, Wilson, they might be gone. If we could get one of them, 
that would be perfect for me. Um, <clears throat> even if we had to trade up to get one of them, that would be. Pre- and I'm not a fan of trading up uh, in the first round because of what it costs. But that got to be a wide receiver right there. Has to be. Okay, I could I definitely know. live with that. No argument whatsoever. Uh, saying that we we're gonna, we're gonna talk about New Orleans crazy during the offseason and stuff like that. But quarterback, this isn't the draft to be reaching for a quarterback. Um, we have other options. It's just gonna come down to what which ones are realistic to us. But yeah, I would definitely not want them drafting a quarterback this year. Gotcha. And finally, uh, with today's uh, draft. We take a look at the Cleveland Browns, who have been very good defensively, but have had their woes offensively, especially passing the ball uh, since under Baker Mayfield. Where do you have Cleveland going with the 15th pick? <sighs> this is tough, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I like Baker Mayfield more than most people. Mm-hmm. I, don't, true. I, I don't feel like Baker has done enough to – sell Cleveland on him. Um, but he's popular, if that makes sense. Like he's 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 a real popular he's a real popular guy, but his play on the field hasn't earned him a contract of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, which is what he's going to be seeking from the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. I um, thought they had talks already pretty much concreted about his contract. No, no not okay. at all. Yeah, they did. And so I think they're gonna keep him. Because once again, there's something to popularity, and uh, I think most of their fans really, you know, really like them as well. Um, they chose him over Odell, basically. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's going to be their quarterback. Um, but and once again, this draft doesn't help. If this was a better quarterback draft, I'd probably say they move on from Baker and draft a quarterback. Honestly. Because they haven't paid him yet, they'd probably move off from him and draft the quarterback. But this draft class uh, worth the quarterbacks isn't good. So um, Cleveland is in a situation to where the defense is, man, shows up pretty much uh, most weeks. And their offense is where they struggle, which is crazy because you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt back there. Um, they they got to take a wide receiver. They also have to take a wide receiver. They have two tight ends who – to me, don't get enough usage to begin with, but they're good tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got two good running backs. Your offensive line is good. You know, lock them up for the next three to five years, almost all of those guys. So the only thing that you're really lacking right now is a wide receiver. Um, yeah, so I would have back-to-back wide receivers going right there in New Orleans and Cleveland. All right, my boy. Like always, I appreciate that college knowledge, as I call it, uh, and you uh, getting us right with those draft picks. Um, very quickly, we will take a look at this upcoming um, this week. And we have some great matchups, a lot of them with some uh, playoff indicators in there. And uh, we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Bengals. The Bengals is plus five in this game. Uh, which way will you go in that one? I saw the over-under at 49, too. I'm definitely taking the over on that one. 49? Um, 49. Uh, I definitely take the over on that one. But I got Kansas City, man. I, I They're in a position to where they finally are, once again, we talked about it last time we was on here, they're getting into a rhythm uh, that offense is starting to to produce uh, as we expected to. Uh, Edwards Hilaire has become uh, a better back than he's been uh, so far. And once again, it's more about his receiving 
mm-hmm. uh, threat out of the backfield mm-hmm. than it is yeah. him running the football. Um, no Travis Kelsey last week, no problem. They went out there and Pringle, every time he pops up, I'm like, dang, man, they, they still out here using him. Mm-hmm. Um, they were inconsistent, but they were inconsistent for stretches. It wasn't they were good one game, bad the next. They were bad for a good five, six-week stretch. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've been able to turn it around. So I definitely um, have more confidence in them than even Joe Burrow coming off a 500-yard game. Yeah. Um, and Kansas City's defense hasn't been hasn't been bad this year. It hasn't been bad, and it seems to be getting better every week. Um, yeah, I, I got Kansas City by a touchdown. Yeah, and I would have took uh, – I think I would have probably still took KC if this game was pushed – this line was pushed to 9 to 10. Uh, I still would have would have gave a consideration five definitely taking KC. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, I just don't think that Cincy is proven enough right now um, to say that they are um, anything less than a touchdown away from Kansas City. We know if that offense get the clicking early, what it can be with Pat Mahomes and all those weapons. And I feel like the defense have been uh, better these last couple of weeks than they yeah. were to begin football. So um, all that shaped up. I'm taking KC, giving up the five. Nice. Uh, we'll move on to the next game where you have the Rams uh, trying to stay afloat uh, in most NFC teams taking on the Ravens, someone who's uh, crawling to kind of get back into the playoffs. Right now that line is uh, three and a half to the Rams. I think this season is over with for the Ravens. I okay. think, uh, yeah, I don't I don't see them being able to claw their way back into this one. Uh but I, I mean, look, I just we just took Kansas City over Cincinnati, and Cleveland is in in any position to be uh, demanding anything. So maybe um, I got the Rams. Uh, three and a half is isn't enough, honestly. I would, like you said about Kansas City just now. If this was up to ten, I'd probably take it uh, mm-hmm. with the Rams. Um, they're a team that once again they're they're finding a rhythm and they're getting back healthy. Even when losing people, that defense is that defense is going to get after Baltimore. Hopefully, Lamar Jackson can be out there Sunday. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see where that Ravens defense is going to be able to hold the Rams offense. Um, and I think that's the difference because I could see Lamar Jackson going out there and him and Mark Andrews being a, and Hollywood Brown being able to make some plays against the Rams defense to get up some points. Um, but will they be able to hold the Rams to, to anything? And I don't think that's going to be the case. So, yeah, the Rams. Um, uh, and you spoke about Lamar being out there. Even if it, if it is his game, his first game back in a while or whatever the case may be, then I still think that, you know, he's going to be a little rusty at times yeah. throwing the football. Um, once again, we know what the, what the Rams defense and offense can be. So um, I, I'm still kind of troubled about the Rams not being able to run but uh, either way it go, I'll take them giving up only three and a half points to the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, we just spoke about how close that AFC race is. You have the Raiders plus seven and a half uh, versus the Colts. Seven and a half. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um. Seven and a half against the Colts. I can't do it. I can't. Um, seven. And, yeah, yeah. Give me the Raiders. I 
once again, I love uh, we love the coach's defense. Um, not Carson Wentz so much, but Jonathan Taylor, we know what he is. Uh, Vegas has been good enough to not be getting blown out or rolled over by any team. They 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 keep it tough. They're usually uh, in it at the end of the game. I don't see this being any difference because I don't see the Colts being uh, ultra-explosive in this game on offense. It's a lot of Jonathan Taylor. Take what we can get. Let's not turn the football over. Uh, that's going to result in a lot of punts. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think the Colts are going to go out there and, and beat the Raiders by eight points. So give me the Raiders. Normally, I would agree with you in this situation, but the Colts are playing, uh, coming very close to playing mistake-free football, and that's the difference for me. Um, if I was to take the Raiders, I pretty much ask myself one question: um, Do I think I can stop or somewhat contain Jonathan uh, Taylor for the Taylor. majority of the yeah. game? And for me, that answer is no. I I think that they can kind of do decent, but not enough to like to where he's not a factor. And as uh, long as he's toting that ball, the game is going to be that much easier for Carson Wentz and the defense. So then it becomes, well, if Derek Carr go out here and have one of his uh, worst games uh, or, or not a great as great of a game as he could, if he plays below what we know him to be, then that just makes it even easier for the Colts. So uh, normally I would agree with you in this situation, but Jonathan Taylor has been so great lately and the defense has backed him up. I have to take the Colts in this one. Yeah, I, I I definitely get that. Um, like I said, if I agree with you, it depends on what is given up to Jonathan Taylor. I feel like if they can hold them to what Arizona held him to, 18, 20 carries, 100 yards, I think that's a win. Um, and then it, it comes down to did Carson Wentz turn the football over or Derek Carr? Which which one of them exactly. turned the football over? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, Carson Wentz has been close. But folks haven't been capitalizing <laughs> on it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And even last game, he only really threw one ball that should have been picked. And we yeah. only say that <laughs> like it ain't nothing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's a big improvement for him. So uh, I- I'm going to keep this high streak with the Colts led by that rushing game and that defense. Okay. All right. So this is one I, I can't wait to actually. So we got Tampa Bay uh, sitting at the top of their division, uh, giving up 13 points to the Jets. Jets is a team that has been playing a little bit harder in, in late weeks since yeah. starting quarterback um, back under center. So how do you kind of see that game going with the injuries that Tampa has? Do you still have them winning, giving up 13? I'm taking the Jets uh, points-wise. The Tampa Bay should win it. I have no reason to pick Tampa Bay to not win this football game. But um, for one, like, let me give some credit to the Jets. Their defense – um, all season long, honestly, has been the part of that team to where you look at and you say, okay, I can see I can see where they're going with this unit. This unit can be solid uh, going mm-hmm. forward. And they've been playing better all season long. Offensively, like you say, they played better since Zach Wilson uh, has come back off an injury. And it seemed to have gotten more creative as well when it comes to their mm-hmm. play calling. Um, but once again, it's... <laughs> Uh, if Mike Evans plays, then that that corner wide receiver uh, matchup is going to be one that favors Tampa Bay with A.B. and Mike Evans. Uh, and that's before you even get to Gronk, Cameron, Brait, and, you know, whoever, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, whoever they're going to be using. Um, but once again, I 
Two touchdowns is a lot. And I think the Jets may be able to actually score a bit in this game, uh, okay. especially if they keep up what they've been doing with uh, Zach Wilson, who part of it is just him becoming more familiar with his receivers who are now finally consistently being able to be healthy. So, yeah, give me Tampa to win, but give me the Jets with the points, yeah. Yeah, so I really uh, – I'm a fan of – you know, Wilson looking better and better each week or whatnot. But still, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you have versus what they have. And to me, Tampa has so much more than what the Jets have at this point. Um, and I honestly don't even think 13 points is a big uh, or a large enough um, margin to give the Jets. I still feel like Tampa Bay should win this game by 13 or more. Uh, at the end of the day, you have a veteran quarterback who definitely understands his system. The Jets don't have many ways to get pressure on Brady. And that's the only way you kind of make Brady, uh, you know, miss and not look so good is by pressuring him, especially up the middle. And I don't see that the Jets are going to be able to do that. I see Brady having a clean pocket. Um, the Jets struggled against us earlier this year. That was one of our better games uh, offensively. Um so I really think even if Tom Brady is missing Mike Evans, even if he is missing uh, Godwin, and those guys do play a role, do not get it wrong, those guys are significant to this offense. But I still think in the course of four quarters, they should be 13 points better. If you tell me the Jets score a late touchdown at the end to close that margin and now they lose by 10 instead of 13, cool. But going in, I feel like I would have to take Tampa to win by 13 or more. See, but my so of course we touch on the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's, Leonard Fournette's of the world. But what about the if Jamel Dean and Richard Sherman and JPP? What if they don't play? And then you got uh, Winfield who's not playing, Mike yes, Evans who might it. not play. Yeah, exactly. Those so, guys, and, and we not- already discussed that their secondary is the worst it's of their cool. team. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. I just I see Jameson Crowder and. And those guys to be able to like I don't. Once again, I don't hold that that secondary in high regards, and I think that New York will be willing to put Zach Wilson out there and throw the football forty times rather than even attempt to run the football twenty five. So I think they can go out there and throw the football, and I think they can be effective in doing so. To me, that kind of plays more in Tampa's hands because Tampa, they don't have to send five to slow down the run for anybody, let alone the Jets. So now, you know, you're really only sending four and playing relaxed coverage underneath and forcing this quarterback to make throws that, you know, he's proven that he couldn't really make all season long. When the Jets kind of do explode offensively or, or move the ball better offensively, it's normally because they find a way to rush to rush the ball. And I just don't see them being able to, to do that against uh, Tampa Bay, even if they're shorthanded, I do expect the Jets to turn the ball over at least two times this game. And I don't expect Tom Brady to turn the ball over. So, I mean, all that given, I just, I hard to look up in the third quarter and say, oh, the Jets is, is, is right in the thick of this game against, I just, I just don't see that. I don't see them being able to put together nothing for four quarters to keep them in the game. Yeah, we feel completely different about this game, uh, which is probably the first time this show that we felt completely different about anything because I'm looking at the over-under being 45, and I'm like, man, I might go under on that. Like, I don't see a lot of points being scored this game for them to even give up a 14-point, you know, victory uh, in New York. And see, I have Bay putting up at least – putting up 30 at least. 
Oh yeah, All I don't see it. Go. I don't yeah. see it. Okay, okay. Well, we found we found one to where we was on opposite ends of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last one, Saints Panthers, uh, Panthers plus six and a half. How how you see that one? It all starts with injuries, man. Who do we get back? Like, we know at this point it's not looking too good before his playoff talk goes, but if you're telling me that we have the Mario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins, those type of guys back, uh, we already know the issues that Carolina has offensively, um, then I'm like, yeah, I like the Saints. But then you look at Carolina and you're like, well, they still a good defense. They start great. Uh, beginning of the game, first half, whatever. It's just the offense go out there and give you absolutely nothing. So if you're telling me we have Taysom Hill, I feel comfortable saying we could beat this Carolina team by six and a half. But if you tell me that we have Ian Book out there again, then I'm not so sure. So um, if I got Taysom Hill, I'm taking the Saints to cover. If I don't, then I'm just taking the Saints to win. Um, And so I'm I'm rolling into it just thinking everybody we lost to COVID, we're going to get back except for the people that we lost sun, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, which I know was Quan Alexander. Uh, I think Deontay Harris might have been put on the list on I think Sunday. I think that was his last game. Uh, that was his last suspension. That was three. So yeah, he'll be so back. He's uh, and I think it's the same thing with Quan. Quan was put on. Mm-hmm. The list, I want to say Sunday it was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it might be a little closer for them. Everybody else was put, you know. So I'm expecting for most people to be back. Um, uh, That were COVID-related. Now, Toronto Armstead, we're going to have to see. Ryan Ramchick Mm -hmm. was hurt even before, you know, the COVID came down. We're going to have to see. But having the majority of our guys back, like you say, Malcolm Jenkins, Demario Davis, uh, having, you know, Taysom Hill back there, um, Carolina offensively just man they they took a dive season is the whole season has been a consistent a consistent yeah. dive um and there's nothing about that offense that I fear at this point not they court Sam Darnold should be their quarterback Sunday uh I'm expecting um so that's better than Cam but it's still with our defense not something that I'm overly concerned about so I'm 100% with you. If Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon is out there quarterback, I got us winning that uh, and by a touchdown. And I, But regardless, I think their defense will look just as good as our defense. I really do like oh, yeah, our defense. Especially because Brian Burns just went on their COVID list, so you missing your number one pass rusher yeah. there. Uh, that's right, so if you, yeah. yeah, if you're telling me that he's out, yeah, it makes a difference. However, I still think that they're going to put out a great effort. Uh, Carolina defense don't come into games just give is that they keep getting put on the field time at the time at the time. Yeah. Eventually they break. But uh I don't think they're gonna have to worry about that her worried about that with our offense. Um so I think it's gonna be a close game. Gotcha. What's gotcha. what's the what's the what's the over under on this one? Uh the over under on Saints Panthers is thirty nine. <laughs> that's extremely I, I, I'm still kind of close to taking that under on that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I don't disagree with that I, I'm right yeah. there I'm right there with you on that one Um. so yeah man that's that is it for this week unless there was something else you wanted to touch on Uh. not right off back I can't think of nothing uh, of course you know we'll be paying attention to these games as uh, as we've been saying our show is really coming down to playoff time so yeah. It's when the fun starts. Season flew by so fast, man. 
You got uh, the college football playoffs on, uh, kicking off Friday. I think uh, all four teams play Friday, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But How, how bad you got Michigan beating uh, uh, Georgia? I can go ahead and tell you never I can tell you the championship right now is gonna be Alabama and Georgia. You ain't gotta worry about Michigan <laughs> or Cincinnati doing anything out of uh <laughs> out of nature. It's gonna be okay. Georgia and Alabama in the in the national championship. And that's okay. that should be uh, a, a great matchup to watch, unlike uh what it was in the SEC championship. But uh like you say, man, all of Man, uh, a lot of the games going forward is playoff implications. So, mm-hmm. uh, one reason or another, seeding or you know just just getting in. So yep. it's definitely going to be exciting to watch. Uh, I'm not even positive about who plays Thursday. That's something I didn't look at. Uh, there is no Thursday game. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, all Sunday, all Sunday football this week uh, and Monday. So definitely got some got some tough matchups to look forward to. So looking forward to that. Yes, sir. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching take keys. Cause a boy hella dope without pushing a blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo. Every time I do it, do it the co-